Hey everyone, welcome to the Sermonary Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Taylor. And look, today I want to talk to you about something that I think is absolutely imperative for you as ministry leaders and as pastors, and it's personal development. Now, I know when I say the word personal development, some of you might cringe. Some of you might think, you know, it's, it's I don't need that. It's easy for us to think that we don't need it. We, we walk through the self-help part of, of Barnes & Noble trying to avoid that section because that's for other people. And I used to feel the same way until I actually started investing in my own personal development. And it changed my life. Uh, it, it, it gave me so much clarity and direction on what God was, was trying to say to me that I thought I was trying to make my, my life fit in this box. And I was trying to make my ministry fit into this box. And I didn't quite understand. And I was, I was constantly getting frustrated. I was constantly feeling like I wasn't making progress in my own spiritual growth, in my own personal growth, in my ministry, in my career, whatever it was, I was just constantly... Uh, feeling like I was being held back, and it's because I didn't really quite understand myself. And so I began to invest in personal development. I, I, I began to look past all of the voices uh, throughout my life that just said, you don't need to do that, and that's a waste of time, that's a waste of money, whatever it was. And I just, I just kind of threw that away for a little while, and I said, you know what, I'm going to try it. And, uh, and I started investing. I started learning new skills, uh, I started reading a whole lot more on how to be a better leader. Um, I started reading things on how to understand myself better, whether it was personality assessments, uh, you know, through different personal growth methods, whatever it was, taking seminars, taking workshops. And I- I'll be honest with you, it has been a game changer for me. It's given me so much clarity for my life. And so here's what I want to do today in this podcast. I want to talk to you about seven reasons why pastors should invest in personal growth. And maybe you're a skeptic. Maybe you're not quite sure about this. Uh, just listen. Just give this a chance and listen to these seven things and see if you agree or disagree with me. And if you disagree, I'd love to know. And, uh, and, but let's walk through this because uh, I, I absolutely believe that this is something that you should invest in this year. Not, not just in 2021, not just by the end of December. I think that I'm going to challenge you to do this by the end of the first quarter. That means by the end of March, you've you've begun some sort of personal development. It might be that you've begun to read a book on personal development. Uh, It might be that you're taking a seminar or a workshop or you're investing in a coaching program. Whatever it is, I'm going to challenge you by the end of March to do something and then begin to come up with a regular plan on how you're going going to develop yourself personally. All right, so here's the first one. You don't have a choice. When it comes to personal growth, you're either going to progress or you're going to regress. And that's the reality of it. The author of Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 says, uh, He calls us to lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. So the author says, run. Don't let yourself stagnate. And in order to do that, he says you need to lay aside every sin. But he didn't stop there. He said also every weight, everything that weighs you down. I know as pastors and as ministry leaders, there are so many things that weigh us down. Our staff, our, our, our congregation, our, our boards, our, our families, ourselves. And, and if you're like most of the people that are listening to this right now, you're either bivocational or you're a pastor of a church that doesn't have a large staff. And so you're wearing a lot of different hats. And so you've got the weight of multiple roles just weighing heavily on you. And there's so much expectation. And the author of Hebrews is saying, you need to lay aside that weight. You need to ease that burden so that you can run the race with endurance. 
you know, we've been talking about this for several weeks now about burnout. And I think that that's one of the reasons why burnout happens so quickly with pastors is because we carry so much weight and we don't know how to lighten the load. We don't know how to ease the burden. I truly believe that by investing in a seminar or, or books or a mentorship program, you're going to begin to see your load drastically lighten. I think it's important to learn productivity hacks. I think it's important to learn how to be more productive, uh, how to be a better time manager, how to be a better delegator, how to be a better leader. Some of you might be really great at some of those things, but there's some of those things that you're not really great at. And you're not going to be all things. You're not going to be great at every aspect of your role as a leader. And there are parts of it that you're going to have to learn. There are new skills that you're going to have to learn. So I believe you don't have a choice. Either you're going to progress or you're going to regress in your development. Here's the second one. Change weights for no one. We understand the world is changing fast. Some of you who have watched the world uh, change over the past 50 or 60 years, you probably realize that the world is changing faster than it ever has before. And so there are new things that we have to learn. There's new, we have to acknowledge that there are things about how quickly this world is changing that is making us feel a little bit behind. And we're constantly feel like we're trying to catch up with the way that the world is changing. We need to learn how to talk to our staff members, whether they're older than us or younger than us. We need to learn how to communicate better. We need to learn how to communicate to the people in our church in the diverse ages and the diverse cultures uh, that they're growing up in. I honestly believe that your ability to affect greatly affect your community is going to be diminished if you're not learning uh, these new skills in a fast and a quickly changing world. Uh, and I, I believe that this is attributed to a lack of, of leadership. Uh, I want you to avoid this fate. I want you to be someone who can develop and learn and, and to lead in a rapidly changing landscape. Number three is it's about relationships. People come to church looking to build relationships. They're looking for community. And this starts with one-on-one interactions that ultimately lead to discipleship. And so as pastors and as ministry leaders, we have a responsibility to be an, an, an adept relationship builder. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of us are not born with this gift. So we need to learn how to develop these, these skills, these communication skills, how to be relationship builders, how to uh, talk to people and, and learn how to nurture those relationships so that they grow into spiritual growth for the people that we're investing in. I think it's absolutely important for us to invest in becoming more relational people, uh, especially right now where we feel isolated and so many, so many people realize how much they crave relationships. But I think that we've gotten a little bit uh, weird with relationships because we've been so isolated. We don't know whether to shake hands or fist bump or bump elbows or what. I mean, the world has just gotten awkward now. I think that we need to be relationship builders and we need to be people who can begin to bring relationships back into, uh, into the community. Uh, number four is investing in your own personal development helps you stay sharp. I love this quote from an, an anonymous woodsman. He said, uh, he was asked, what would you do if you had just five minutes to chop down a tree? And here's what the woodsman answered. He said, I would spend the first two and a half minutes sharpening my axe. The point being that given any task, execution is as equally important and also dependent on preparation. We know this because we preach. When we preach, we don't stamp on the stage without preparing. Uh, execution is important, 
but it's not more important than the preparation that we put into it. It's the same with our leadership. It's the same with our own personal development. As we lead, we need to prepare ourselves to lead. We can't just launch into action and expect everything to just pan out uh, great. We have to prepare and you have to take the time to develop those skills. Why wouldn't you invest in resources that could help you do those things? So I absolutely believe that pastors should be investing in resources that help them prepare for the roles that God has placed them in. God helps us prepare. The Spirit helps us prepare. But He's also given us a mind and a brain to learn new skills and to prepare ourselves for those roles. Uh, I think it's, uh, for some reason, I just think of the Karate Kid. I love the Karate Kid going growing up and where... Uh, Mr. Miyagi is having Daniel do these weird things like waxing or sanding the deck and and moving in these correct motions and then waxing the car and washing the windows and and making sure he does it just this way. And what Miyagi knew that Daniel didn't know is that Miyagi was preparing him uh, for what was coming. He was preparing him for what was next. And so when Miyagi goes to, uh, to show Daniel what he's done and he goes in for that punch, Daniel's ready. He knows how to block. He knows how to block. He knows how to fight back. He knows how to defend himself. He was prepared for what was coming next. And I think that we need to do that. Anyway, number five is put your oxygen mask on first. If you've ever been on a plane, and I'm sure most of us have, you know, they always tell you if the oxygen masks come down for whatever reason to put your oxygen mask on before you help the person next to you, whether it's your child or a random stranger. The point being is if you can't breathe and you end up passing out, you're no good to the person next to you uh, to help them. So it's common sense for us. If we're going to help other people develop, we need to be developing ourselves. It's more difficult to disciple others when you're not the best version of yourself, when you're not growing, when you're not learning. We need to invest in developing ourselves so that we can help other people develop as well. That totally makes sense to us. But again, it's something that we as pastors often ignore. Number six, a healthy pastor uh, makes a healthy church. We know this. A church can't be healthier than his pastor. It's just not possible. By virtue of your role as a teacher or a leader, your congregation will likely inherit many of your blind spots. And it might look healthy on the outside, but eventually the truth comes to light. So we need to be developing ourselves. We need to become becoming healthier versions of ourselves so that we can lead people well. Becoming more aware uh, of, of our blind spots and, and other tendencies are, are going to greatly benefit us, but it's also going to greatly benefit our church and the people that we're leading. That's why I love personality assessments. Uh, I know that a lot of us look down on personality assessments. We think that they're a bad idea, whatever it might be. Here's the way that I look at personality assessments. It helps me communicate with people better. I don't like personality assessments that that will try to box me in or box other people in or make me want to judge them. Uh, you know, and, and there's a lot out there. The most popular one right now is probably the Enneagram. I like the Enneagram. The reason I like the Enneagram is because it helps me understand myself better and my tendency to communicate and how I need to communicate better with other people. Uh, I'm, I, I haven't quite figured out what I am. I'm either a three with a two wing or, or a two with a three wing. And, uh, but what I know about myself and what it helps me understand is because I tend to communicate one way doesn't mean what I'm trying to communicate is getting across to the other person. I need to figure out how to better com- to communicate with other people and personality assessments help me understand 
where some of my blind spots are, where I might be overbearing or I might not be clear enough. They help me develop better skills to overcome some of those natural tendencies that I have so that I can communicate what I want to communicate and be clear about what I want to be clear about. Uh, And so personality assessments and investing in those kind of things are absolutely helpful. And it's really, I I encourage you to go through it with your staff. And uh, so that uh, when we went through it with our staff, it absolutely helped us understand why this person keeps taking the stuff that I say the wrong way or why I keep taking the stuff that that person is saying the wrong way. And it quickly helped us get on the same page. The last one is uh, a guide needs a map. A guide needs a map. You need to know where you're going if you're going to lead other people somewhere. A lot of us, we we come up with visions and directions for our church, uh, our ministries, whatever it might be, uh, but we haven't really sat down and thought about where is God taking me? Where is God calling me to go? I absolutely think that if you can create a vision and understand and have clarity around the direction that God has for your life, it's naturally going to translate into your ministry. It's going to naturally translate into things that you do every single day to move you towards that. I think in order to do this, you need to invest in a training or a mentorship program or a seminar that can walk you through the process of creating a life plan. And I don't mean a life plan like, you know, like a will or an estate plan or something like that. I mean, what is the vision that God has given you for your life? Have you thought about where do I want to be in 10 years? Where is God pointing me to? It doesn't mean that you, you've got all of the details figured out. It doesn't mean that you've heard everything from God of, of, of where that's supposed to be. But where are you going? When you get up every single day, what are the things that you're doing to move you there? I think that we need to be better at creating a vision for our life, not just a vision for our church or our ministry, but a vision for our personal lives. I think creating a life plan is absolutely imperative and and, and investing in something that can help you do that and get clarity around where God is leading you is absolutely important. Honestly, an investment in in personal development is worth it, especially for a pastor. And so uh, I want to encourage you to seek to to develop your vision, uh, to seek to develop your roadmap or your life plan. Get some valuable insights into your personal strengths and weaknesses and, and start reading and listening to stuff that make you a better leader. I encourage you to attend a seminar this year on personal development. We go to a lot of these ministry workshops. We learn new, new, new ways to do ministry. I want to encourage you to spend some of what you, you typically spend on going to some of these workshops on your own personal development. Try something new or different, your own individual growth, so that you can cultivate better leaders, so that you can cultivate a healthier church, so that you can be a healthier and better version of yourself. Uh, One of the things that we're going to be doing at the end of of February, uh, February 26th, we're going to be doing a workshop. And this is the first time that we've ever done something like this. And I'm absolutely excited about it uh, because I've walked through this before. I've led people through this before, and it's been a life changer for them in both the ministry world and in the corporate world. And it's called the pastor's story. This is what we're calling it. And what we're going to be doing is we're actually going to open this up to pastors that you can be be a part of this and you're going to develop a life plan. This is a one day workshop. We're going to spend five or six hours together uh, with a lunch break in there. And, uh, and we're actually going to develop your life plan. Not only are you going to understand where your life is going, you're going to create a vision for your life. Uh, You're going to have a 10 year a five-year and a one-year vision so you know 
every single day, here's where I'm moving towards. Here's where I'm going so that you understand the purpose that God has created in you. But we're not just going to stop there. A lot of people come up with a vision and a plan for their life, and they stop there, and they never actually accomplish those things. I absolutely believe not only in the power of a daily routine, uh, but also in setting goals and then making a plan to actually achieving those goals. So we're actually going to teach you a framework to have a daily routine where you know what's the most important tasks you need to work on every single day so that you don't feel like when you go home at the end of the day, you've wasted your day. I know that. I, I know that feeling. I know the feeling of going home every single day, uh, you know, spending week on week just feeling like, man, I'm just wasting my time because I get distracted by so many different things and I never actually accomplish the things that I needed to do that day. We're going to help you create a framework that actually makes sure that you do the things that you need to get done every day so that you can go home and not think about those things. You don't, you can go home and not think about work. You can go home and be with your family, be with your spouse, be with your friends, be with the people that you love. <clears throat> So we're going to help you create a, a plan to do that, a daily routine. And then finally, we're going to help you create a, a framework or, or learn a framework that's not only going to help you set achievable goals, but actually create a plan to accomplish those goals. I have written so many goals down and never accomplished them because I never actually came up with a plan to accomplish them. They were great goals. And if I would have accomplished them, great things would have happened. Uh, and, and, and they were really, they were achievable goals. But because I never actually made a plan to achieve the goals, I never achieved them. So you're actually going to learn a framework not only to create goals, but to build a plan to achieve those goals. So I want to invite you to be a part of that. You can go to sermonary.co, sermonary.co slash the pastor story, one word, all together. Sermonary.co slash the pastor story. We'll put the link to that in the show notes as well. And I want you to register for that. I absolutely believe this is something that you should invest in this year. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about this. We've tailored this workshop specifically for pastors, and I can't wait to walk you through this. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be life-changing. It's it's probably going to be emotional for a lot of you guys. Uh, That's absolutely okay. But I really want you to attend this seminar. This is going to not only benefit you, it's going to benefit your church. It's going to benefit your staff. Uh, it's a game changer. I, I guarantee you it's a game changer. Uh, and so uh, go to the uh, go to seminary.co slash the pastor story, all one word. And register for that. It's going to be February 26th. We're going to start at 8:30 in the morning Central Time. We're going to spend the the day together. We'll go through lunch, a couple hours after lunch, and then we'll be done. And you're going to have a life plan. You're going to have a 10, five, and one year vision for your life. You're going to have a uh, daily planner, a daily routine that you're going to use every single day. That's going to change the way that you get stuff done because you'll actually get stuff done. You're going to have a goal setting worksheet and you're going to have a goal accomplishing worksheet. You're going to learn how to get those goals done. Uh, So I encourage you to do that. Uh, Sermonary.co slash the pastor story. Go and register for that. I can't wait to walk you through that. I think it will be one of the most important things that you invest in this year, if not the most important thing that you invest in this year. This is the reason why we're doing it towards the beginning of the year, because I can't wait for you to see how much different December is going to be this year for you than it was last year or the year before or the year before that. Uh, So go to that, go to sermonary.co slash the pastor's story and register for that and start reading. Guys, come up, what are you going to do this quarter? 
whether it's this seminar that, that I've just talked about or something else, what are you going to do by the end of March that you're going to begin investing in your personal development so that you become a better version of yourself, a healthier version of yourself so that you can lead and equip better. Um, thank you guys for listening. I hope you have a really great day and uh, I look forward to seeing you guys at the pastor story workshop. Thank you.